Welcome back to Homefield Tailgate. We are officially in college football season. We have a lot to talk about from the first week. Some upsets, some surprises, some um, stupid takes from awful gambling on my end, some great gambling on Addison's end, but we're excited y'all are back. It's going to be a great week too. Um, anyways, I want to start off by saying, uh, Will, we want to address the elephant in the room of you saying Texas Tech was going to go 11-0 to start the season. Well, it's just what we're going to call the Will kiss of death. <laughs> I think I said a certain Big Ten West team was going to start 9-0 last year. So I think if you're just a middling program, you don't want me to say you're going to start blank and 0. But, Notice uh, how he said middling program because he also says Michigan's going to go undefeated and win the title. Well, me saying the number two team in the country is going to win the title is not that big of a hot take. Okay, that's fair. Let's be real here. But, yes, I'm very sad my Red Raiders let me down. They are probably going to get murdered this week, but let's wait for that. We will. Sounds good. Uh, Addison, you want to kick us off with your section? First of all, I did not have a great week gambling. Okay. Uh, I was down a lot of units. <laughs> uh, I had a, a better week than you. Yeah. Uh, but for the year, I am down 23 units. <laughs> the year you're down 23 units. Yeah. So thank goodness are for we, free play. Are we talking about like the year, meaning like, one weekend or like the calendar <laughs> two weeks two weeks two okay weeks. two weeks in. wow tough start overall i'm like 13 and 22 or 13 and 20 something yeah. like I think that. overall i am like five and eight but i did go one and seven last week so that was so fun. what i'm hearing is fade the home you field should, pod you should probably fade me yeah very it's good not, it's not a normal for us to be this bad, but I have a you know, used to week one was usually like in the past, you'd be a pretty you'd have a pretty solid week, week one. Now with the transfer portal, it's much more it's, difficult. It, it's a it's a crapshoot for sure. There were teams that you just had no way of knowing what was gonna walk out week mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like Colorado, nobody expected. Yeah. I mean, and to be fair, too, I didn't see what we talked about another Big 12 upset, but the loss um, that Texas uh, or that Baylor had to Texas State, I read an article, their rebuild that that uh, J.G. Ken coach did for their roster was insane. They have T.J. Finley, former SEC quarterback, as their QB1, like they brought in 65 transfer portal players, like that's another team that... Knowing that now, you're like, okay, maybe we should have had an idea. Not that they were going to upset them, but that they cover. Um, that's pretty impressive. But yeah. I can't say Texas State was on my offseason radar. Not at all. Yep. Didn't the coach wear, like, take back Texas, like a hat or something like that? Yeah, but that's kind of been their th- – I, I did the deep dive on the guy okay. after the game because yeah. I was super curious. That was kind of their whole, like, shtick in the offseason. Um I think it was pretty tongue in cheek, though. It wasn't yeah. like serious. It was no just doubt. kind of their their whole mantra. Um, you know what tree seems like comes, a pr- you know what tree mm-hmm. comes from, right? What coaching tree? It's probably an Art Briles tree. I feel like that's where everyone comes from. Gus Malzahn. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, he's well, a Gus Malzahn guy. That's disappointing. <laughs> um, 
Okay. Addison, you have some really good topics to kick off the pod. Do you want to introduce those? Sure. We'll start off. Um, first of all, I've always had a very strong sentiment against weddings in the fall. Um, and one thing I saw one thing where someone else was talking about it. They got me like, we should talk about this today. Um, first of all, September 23rd, incredible football slate. And I saw where two people, you know, people were having weddings on that day. Incredible football slate. Um, I heard a story recently about someone, maybe it was Ty, you told me Auburn and Alabama fans are getting married on the day of the Iron Bowl. Uh, I don't know if that was me. Someone that sounds like a ter- it sounds like a terrible idea, though. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> someone made that decision. Um, and people were like, I'm not, I'm not going to the wedding. Yeah. Obviously. Um, we all have a wedding this Saturday. We and do. All football slate is incredible (laughs) and let me tell you this if you plan a wedding during college football season i don't care you can look at it uh, and say oh my team all all of our friends team plays away the game's still going to be on tv there's still other games um what if you're traveling to at athens too you know yeah maybe you have family that um both of their both of their people are involved with um you know, a certain game, so you have it, like, the Friday before. Still, that's a little better, but are you no. looking down there and say both of these teams are playing away this week? Say Auburn and Alabama people are getting married. Both of their teams are playing away. They're still playing football games. Football still yeah. If you If you plan a fall wedding, you are selfish. <laughs> it's that simple. You look at the calendar and you say, when can I get married to inconvenience the most people? Hey Addison, when was your wedding? Memorial Day weekend. (laughs) And when that was actually something we discussed, we said, "I'm just messing with you." When is Ole Miss not having baseball? When is stuff not going on? It's a long weekend. Maybe more people can make it there. But so, like, I I have a little bit of. I I agree with most of your takes. I think fall weddings are very inconvenient. Mm -hmm. Um, Wish them a happy marriage. Hope hope everything goes well but it's a real big pain in the ass because i'm sitting here leading into saturday wondering first of all weddings you know typically start 5 6 p.m your 2 30 slates not over by the time that wedding starts i most likely if your team's playing at 2 30 you're going to be looking at that wedding going this is really inconvenient in- inconvenient you're going to have groomsmen that have their phones like slated behind their back during the ceremony because they're wanting to know the score but then the reception rolls into an incredible 6 7 p.m slate so are you going to have tvs at the venue like that's a huge question because if you're not i'm probably going to get a beer and then dip like that that's that's my you if there's not tvs like that's another like double whammy for me. me you made me think of something else it also it takes away from your day because everyone else is thinking about what's going on outside. Yeah. Of and I can't, and I can't help it. Like this, these are the most, like these 12 Saturdays are like the most excited I get about much of anything at this stage of life. Like yep. yeah. it's what I look forward to. Um, like said, my, it hurts yourself and damages your day because everyone else wants to pay attention to something else besides you. And today should be all about you. So I have, one other take to add to this there's two other very risky dates for a wedding the first saturday in december 
Because on the off chance that your team makes it to the SEC championship game, especially if you're an Ole Miss fan, it's like if like my best friend could be getting married, if they're married, getting married on the first week of December, I might dip out if we're in Atlanta. Facts. The second is like around New Year's, New Year's Eve. That's when my wife and I got married. And it's like if you're in a legit playoff game, bowl game, same deal. Like if no one, if Ole Miss was in the peach bowl last year no one showed up because we were in the peach bowl i'd be like i understand i'm sorry <laughs> you were like i, I fucked up about this i remember you're oh, like excuse me excuse me you were like the game is the next day so theoretically speaking we could go we could have the wedding in oxford and then we would drive to atlanta yeah so just to be clear i booked my plane tickets for my honeymoon a day delayed strictly on the off chance Ole miss made the playoff we were going to go to that game before. You also did your wedding the night before New Year's Eve, right? Just in case. Yeah, yep. mm, correct. But it's just a risk. I think pretty unanimous opinion. If anyone's listening to this pod and thinking about scheduling weddings, spring's a great time of year. Spring, summer. Yeah. Um, you got you got some other good topics on here, Addison, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think we do this every year. Maybe, maybe we do it multiple times a year as the gets cooler. Drinks might change. Favorite right. football drinks, game day drinks. Well, if if we're going with an 11 a.m. game, you have to go with a nice orange Celsius vodka. Listen, it's an underrated drink, but it'll get you going. Well, but if it's a night game and you've been drinking all day, like sometimes you need the Celsius vodka to make it through the game. Like that's true. You know? If it's, if you're playing, if like if Ole Miss and Alabama are somehow slotted for the eight fifteen Central game, you're gonna need a vodka Celsius. You're gonna need to get going. Yeah. Also, if it's a morning game, I think mimosas and Bloody Marys are what you have to do. Like I'm a huge mimosa guy. I love mimosas. So if it's an eleven o'clock, Ty, we've done that before. Will Addison, like we've done that. Um, that's a great one. As it gets cooler, bourbon starts to get into the play. But before that, you know, it's beer or vodka for me, essentially. Yeah, I mean, I don't really discriminate. I'll have a good time, whatever's available. I will say last year I became a big proponent of the fireball shooter on oh, the way to the stadium. Game? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That really just kind of like, it's kind of like the. It sets the tone. It's kind of like the walk of champions and just kind of gets your mindset on like, this is where we're going. Yeah, That's what a fireball shot is for me going into a football stadium. Yeah. I was thinking, we'll, we'll jog my memory on something. Was it last year we had college game day with Texas a town or was that the year before? Two. Two, Two years, years ago? One. And, okay. we didn't ha- and we didn't have a celebrity. I had a whiskey or- Coke at 4 a.m. that morning. I had well, I did something I've never done before, and I don't think I've since. I had Mio Energy water and vodka that oh, day because yeah. I went to game day at five a.m. You know that's right. Didn't but you I, take Wally's son? Yeah, Is that I right? Took yeah. son to call yeah. getting kicked in the head. He got he, he kicked you in the head. Yeah, because you put him on your shoulders and his legs. He's short. He was short. He had to see a little bit. I mm. forgot y'all did that. Early in the year, I like vodka lemonades mm. more. Yep. Be rum pineapple, depending on the mood. Um, and then obviously later in the season, you know, you'll you can get involved with some. So, Addison, this is a little off topic, but still on the same topic. When did the transition happen for you for 
you being a strictly rum pineapple guy to the vodka lemonade? Like, what was the moment where you're like, vodka lemonade's my new drink? Mm, I don't know. It it just kind of depends. Um, it kind of depends. Vodka lemonade's just easier to do, kind yeah. of, a lot of times. Um, I don't know. I do both. I mean, I do both, but um, yeah. I have kind of, I don't drink rum pineapple as much as I used to. Yep. You drink a lot of like vodka cran and Sprite now too. Yeah. Yeah. That's really been my drink. Vodka cranberry Sprite. Yeah. Palettes change. As you right. Know. We get older, you know, things happen. It's, okay. it's a little, less, it's a little less sweet. Mm-hmm. And the Sprite, the Sprite helps cut the sweetness from the cranberry. Yeah. I like the vodka soda cranberry. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll, yeah, I'll just do like a club soda with it. It's yeah. Not really Sprite, but, uh, or like a, one of those, what they call like Ahis or whatever, mm-hmm. like flavored water, Aha. Yeah. Something like yeah, that. The spark, sparkling water. Bubbly, liquor. Um, yeah. Kind of on the same vein, like game day food. What, what's, what's everybody's go to, whether it's in the stadium before you go in, what's, what's the no brainer? Well, I mean, at the Grove, we're kind of always limited to the cold some dry, tenders. Some dry-ass chicken tenders. Yeah, it was like you can't forget the gas station egg rolls at yeah. the at the Pike County tent if you ever come by. I don't know who brought the chicken tenders this past Saturday, but they were really good. They were kind of they had a little bit of spice to them. They were moist. They were fabulous. What are those really like sausage cheddar anything. biscuits? Those are really good too. Yeah, like morning game. Yeah. Yep. I don't. I like sliders. I like sliders too. Yep. Easy. I think that's a great, great tool. Again, whatever's free. I'm yeah. gonna. I'm gonna harf it down. Like that's right. why I'm not ready to commit to actually owning a Grove tent at Maybe. this point. I'd rather just mooch grab, oh, mooch yeah. and grab. Oh yeah. Any of y'all have just general football comments, takeaways from week one? Yeah. Y'all know I, I, football. You want to point it? I'll say this, like not an incredible slate week one in a lot of ways. Like if you looked at it like beforehand, there weren't too many games that like jumped off of a page for me where I was like, dang, I'm super pumped. Even your top slated games were just kind of like grand scheme of things, somewhat vanilla, great football weekend. Like Mm -hmm. there were several games for me that I was super entertained by and like locked into the whole time. We'll get into covering some of them, but there's some really good storylines, some big surprises, um, really like on some teams that fell really flat week one um, that I was surprised at how flat they fell. Um, But I was not disappointed with the week one slate. I thought there were some great football games. We we got a lot of great stories from week one, and we're going to go into my seat of the games that we have to review for week one. They're all on here, but there was a, definitely a lot of things to take away. And I know that it's just week one and there's a lot of overreaction, but we're back. Yeah. I'm so thrilled. Yeah. Yeah. Does what? anyone will have an overreaction for week one? Um, LSU loses four to five games. Hmm. I don't think they make they I think they're pretty much eliminated come September 30th. I think they'll lose to Ole Miss. I, I don't think they're beating Bama. I don't see them beating Aggie. And they'll probably slip up to – I mean, who else do they play? 
I mean, could they? I could see a world where they lose to Arkansas, go to Starkville and lose. They've done that plenty of times before this decade. Yeah, like, I see. I see eight and five written all over for this Tigers team. They just rolled over and quit for sure in that fourth quarter, and that is a reaction for sure. I thought in the first half LSU actually um, kind of con- it felt like they controlled the football game and didn't take advantage of some stuff. I thought they were the better team. Yep. Uh, on the third quarter, I thought they were pretty evenly matched, and I thought fourth quarter Florida State blew them out. The very end of the third quarter, Florida State started to dominate. But it was yeah. not until probably, what, six, five minutes left where you're like, okay, LSU's going down. The most perplexing part of that game to me was the lack of impact Perkins had on the game, the linebacker yep. from LSU. They moved him into that middle linebacker slot. Mm-hmm. He kind of played that kind of edge. <laughs> I don't know the technical term for it. I, some groups call it like a jack or something like that. He was non-existent in the game, o- often like found himself running into blocks. That that blew my mind on defense that they just took what was a transformative, transformative player last year and basically took him out of the game on their defense. Yeah, and it sounds like they have no intention of moving him back. Yeah, yeah, Kelly said something like that after the game. It was like, yeah, he's got to figure out how to get better. And it's like, mm, okay. Not yeah. Um, my like hot take after week one or my overreaction is AM has moved up into my front runner um for the SEC West. Welcome. Um, yeah, I mean, we talked about it last week. Um, Will, my whole opinion on it was if he hands over the keys to Petrino, it's a very real possibility that they're for real and everything. I went back and watched the sped up version on YouTube. Every, everything about their offense is different this year. It did not Um, look like a Jimbo Fisher offense at all. Yeah. They, they scare me as an Ole Miss fan. Like I think they're going to be really good. Well, they have all the talent in the world. So if Jimbo can stay out of the way, they are a threat. Wegman was slinging it too. Yeah. Um, they're East upon. I think they they beat both East opponents, South Carolina and Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Yep. Talk about a team. I, I'm. I think I'm definitely wrong about South Carolina. Did not come to play at all versus their North. offensive line. Offensive line was horrendous. It was awful. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if it wasn't the thing that didn't come to play. I think North Carolina just was better. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Drake May not in a gimmicky offense actually proved to be very very good. I yeah, think I'm going to eat a little Drake May crow. Best yeah. pure quarterback in college football. Yeah. I, Caleb Williams. I think, not Caleb Williams. Best pure quarterback. Third. Yeah. yeah shut up. Shut Will. up, J.J. McCarthy. Yeah. I, I, I agree with that take, though, Will, in the sense of Drake May was what stood out in the UNC-South yeah. Carolina game. Yes, South Carolina has its flaws, but – I think they're still a decent football team. They just lost to a really good UNC no, team. Yeah, and I agree with that, but I think I said they were going to go like nine and three. I don't think they're going to go nine and three anymore. Prop maybe eight and four, but seven and yeah. five. Seems really, That's it's hard to get to nine and three yeah. with their schedule. Um, we got to talk about it, whether you're a fan of Dion or not. That was an awesome football game. Like that, that was, was that was probably super- my favorite game of Saturday. Like Super entertaining. Yeah. I didn't get to see it. None of the tents around me in the Grove had it on, but I watched the sped up version on Sunday. 
uh, a little bit. I had it on in the background. Uh, it definitely was a, was a was a close game, great game for sure. Uh, he proved a ton of people wrong. I mean, that was a what he did, uh, and with help to the transfer portal, we see that you can completely flip a roster. I mean, yep. they got rid of sixty players and introduced sixty eight, or vice versa. Yeah, they got rid of sixty something and brought in sixty something new ones. Is, is that right, Will? It's something like that, but my point. Let's just slow down. Oh yeah, no, 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 no. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. I don't. I don't think any of us. Yeah, yeah. I, what I'm saying I, is, you, now with the transfer portal, someone can come in, completely flip a roster. And Colorado was the worst team in college football last year. Yeah, I agree with that. So but now they now they are. They're going to have a competitive product this year. I mean, I'm not saying they're going to be a world beater or anything, but they're they, okay. they've got it. Was three and a half this year. That's going over. They're going I to think the main that. point should be not only just about the whole roster overhaul, but like Shadur Sanders actually proved to be a very good quarterback. And that's really how you flip a roster. Is Yeah. Shadur is a solid, consistent quarterback. Like he just hits his spots. That That's one thing you could say for sure. He's an accurate thrower. He's pretty composed. Travis Hunter, let alone if you think he's like worth the hype, the guy played like 129 snaps in no, Texas Heat. Talk about over that one INT. That's not he that's might not be the most exciting player in college football this year. Yeah, for sure. But like, that's that's awesome. Like, I, I think that's cool. And I, I agree with you, Will, on pumping the brakes. The one thing to remember about TCU last year, they might have been a national championship competing team. They won a lot of close games last year. Like they, they were very seven close and from one being one like games. Well, yeah, don't so forget how bad their defense was too. Like they mm-hmm. gave up 45 points to Michigan. They gave up uh 65 to Georgia and then now 45 to Colorado. Like they're for sure. So I, I'm not like I'm not like sitting here going like oh Colorado's here, all that no. stuff. But what they did was impressive. And like it was an they have an entertaining team. That offense is solid. The running back number three, I think his name's Dylan Edwards, was mm-hmm. cool. The last thing I want to say that I thought was hilarious about Colorado was if you watch the game, you notice they didn't have <laughs> C patches for captains. Mm-hmm. Um, they have L's and D's on their jerseys. L's Ooh, stand yeah, L's stand for leaders. Um, and D stand for dogs. <laughs> and I think that's fucking hilarious. That's awesome. I gotta, yeah. I gotta stop. I just gotta stop cussing. I forgot about <laughs> YouTube. Oh, oh, sorry. sorry, mom. That, you know, that they haven't been. So, uh, you've got to sure. get, you know, Dion wants everyone to sing his praises. You got to give him a little bit of credit. You do. Yeah, you for sure. Better. Talk about next week. They have Nebraska at home. At 11 o'clock, count me in. Like, I'm very excited to watch that game. Speaking most expensive Nebraska, football ticket this yeah, week. Most expensive get in tickets, like $430. Not only that, it costs more than all of season tickets costs last or last year for Colorado. And it's That's also, terrible. don't, it's not just because of Colorado. Nebraska fans will travel to the moon. So, yeah. I mean, That's fair. I saw something that whenever Colorado hired Dion, they didn't have the money for his contract and they were like, and the AD was taking a shot on. He's like, "It's going to pay for itself. Like, we're going to have the money eventually." Yeah, they've they've they, raised they, like twenty million. Yeah. yeah, they have the money now. Uh, um, Nebraska going there. They were in. Uh, they found a way to blow another game. I mean, it's they're setting records at this point for how to blow games. Yeah. Uh, they had. Jeff, 
seven to three lead, 10 to three, 10 to seven lead, 10 to three, 10 to three lead. Is that what it was? With like five minutes left in the fourth quarter and blew it. Yeah. Former Georgia Tech quarterback Jeff Sims had some really bad throws in that game. Pretty unfortunate. Really bad throws. Um, Threw one at the end of the game to give uh, Minnesota the ball back so they could go down and kick the winning field goal. Just for sake of moving along, the game that kind of kicked off the week, Florida versus Utah, all I'll say on that one is really gutty from Utah. Backup quarterback leads mm-hmm. them to a victory. Looked pretty solid. Florida looks bad, in my yeah. opinion. Not a well-disciplined team. Just, I'd be, I'm sure the the worry is on in Gainesville. That is not a not a that that is not a group that handles losing well. They're not a patient fan base at all. No, no. I've Just said very... it once. I've said it twice. I'll say it again and again. They should have not fired Dan Mullen when they did. Uh, their message boards were uh, on fire after this game. And Napier's always been a guy like military stuff. So it's surprising to see a team so indisciplined because he's like. We've all got to wear the same socks. You're all going to look alike, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it's shocking to see them lack discipline. Yeah. In I mean, I've, I, don't, I don't see how anybody did not see this coming with Graham Mertz. <laughs> I mean, I he's one of the worst Big Ten quarterbacks I've ever seen. And that's saying something. Like, he was horrendous. Statistically, yeah. statistically last season, he was the worst quarterback uh, under pressure. That's saying something. Yeah. I mean, um, Clemson Duke. I mean, the one thing I'll say is everybody wants to make the Clemson jokes. Elko at Duke's doing a great job building yeah. that, that program up. They like their defense swarmed to the football. Their tackling was really, really sound and really suffocated Clemson all night. Um, I think Clemson's in trouble though. Like, I, yeah. And by trouble, I mean like they'll probably go like nine and three in the ACC. They've um, won ten. They have twelve straight seasons with ten wins. I think that could be in jeopardy this season. Yeah, for sure. I I'm just not impressed by what they're doing, and it's a such a shame to bring such a innovative offensive coordinator onto your staff and nothing show for it. Um, pretty unbelievable. Supposedly they're not letting him run his offense. Yeah, that's dumb. Yeah. I mean, Clemson looked lost. They looked like a shell of themselves. And it's super disappointing if you're a Clemson fan because you have high expectations. You've been on the national stage now for, what would you say, 12 straight years of 10 wins? Yeah, that's not happening this year. There was nothing impressive about them at all. It's like, I think it's the third longest uh, 10 consecutive uh, 10-win seasons ever. They're going to be eliminated from the ACC title race in two weeks when they play Florida State. Possibly. Yeah. yeah. There, there's no there's no poss- there is no way that team that was on that field beats Florida State. I I don't really disagree with you. So um, it's just kind of crazy to think about, but they just don't have any athletes at receiver. I mean their defense is good. Yeah. It's still very so good. They have like 53, four and five star or four yeah. stars better. And Duke has like three. Yeah, I mean, again, it's what I started with. A lot of credit to Elko. Well, also, there was some, I didn't see it. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but the 
win loss record for Dabo with Brent Venables and without him is pretty staggering as well. Like mm. he's a pretty average coach without Brent Venables. Yeah, I did Elko, see something around that. If Elko wants it, he he can get probably he'll probably get some job offers at the end of the year if if Duke continues to play like this. I feel like his styles to ride it out a little bit longer, but who knows? Um, comes open. Why don't we move on to this week's picks, um, just for sake of time? Uh, yeah. So, to be honest, I'm a little unprepared this week as far as games go, and there are a ton on here. But the first three, I have some some things on them. I've already made plays on the first three games. Um, and so we can start there. Arizona yeah. plus eight and a half at state. Um, Arizona last year, they have uh, much improved with the new head coach. Uh, they played each other last year. And Arizona's quarterback, he's, he's he gets outside the pocket, can run around a little bit, but he doesn't necessarily take off. He looks to throw the ball down the field. Last year, by doing that, he tried to play hero ball a little bit and threw three picks. Um, kind of the difference in the game a little bit. Um, where Arizona uh, lost that game, State won the turnover battle. Um, this line originally opened at 10. Um, I went ahead. I, I, I liked it. I took State at minus 10 and a half earlier in the week. I was like, I think they still have a better roster. Their defense is going to be solid still. Um, and I think that their offense is going to be probably better than it was it, – it, it, at least I think they're probably they're going to be able to out physical Arizona. I, I think that they're two possessions better than Arizona. I don't think I still don't think that highly of Arizona. Lines moved. State's taking ninety three percent of the money according to Action Network, and the line has moved. So it almost makes me nervous. Vegas is baiting us to take State. Um, that's my only hesitation now. But I hit it again. I hit State at uh, nine. Uh, so I've got I've got State at a nine on my card, and I've got them at ten and a half. Um, I also have them in a teaser I'll talk about later. Do y'all have any thoughts on this game? If this game were at Arizona, I would take Arizona to cover. It would probably be Arizona plus like five and a half. But since it's at home and Mississippi State's defense is, you know, it's going to be good. I would lean towards um, Mississippi State covering. And also, Ty, I'll let you say that, but I do agree with that. Yeah, I have state covering. I also am going to – like, I'm a big proponent of the under here. This kind of has yeah. a sleepy game written yeah. all over it for state in general. You're going over, playing a few time zones back. I I feel like the offense will be a little slow. Yep. Um. So, I'll, I'll take under. This feels like a 24, like 10 kind of game. For, yeah, agree. State's defense is really solid, though, too. That's another factor of it for me. Yeah. I'm just not. I think Arizona's defense has improved too. Yeah, I think. I think Arizona has made improvements this year. I, I'm not as sold on state yet. Like I think I have them. I don't can't remember what I had their record at, but. I, I think they win this game. I think they win this game, but I think. It's going to be ugly. I think it's going to be a little bit more close than people think. I'm. I'm. I, I seven is where I like it, a touchdown game. So. Obviously, that's under eight and a half. So, <laughs> okay. All right. Now, Southern Miss and Florida State, this is by far the largest spread we have on our board, I believe. Um, and I just simply think 
uh, Florida State's on a shorter rest. It's a little bit of a sleepy spot. They just had a big emotional win. Um, they're probably going to get a big lead and start to push back rest some guys. There's uh, Southern Miss as a returning quarterback that's solid. Uh, hopefully he's improved. They still have Frank Gore Jr. They added a running back in the transfer portal. Um, they, every year they get players from Ole Miss, LSU, Arkansas State who transfer in that, that couldn't play. So they have some guys that were at least on SEC rosters, maybe played a little bit, have some experience there. Um, Southern Miss is, isn't a – you know, they're not a cakewalk. They're not great, but I think 31 points is too many in this spot for Florida State. A little bit of a spot pick for me. I agree with a lot of what you said. It's why the biggest thing for me picking the buzzards is coming off the emotional high for that game on FSU. Yep. I think they're going to yep. sleepwalk. They're not going to be as amped up for it. And to your point, like, Will Hall's done a good job at Southern Miss. He's built a good yep. team. He consistently brings in talent that's SEC esque it's guys that maybe just don't get as much time as they want i mean i, I think they're a good team they're not going to win the game but i think they'll cover it and i am yeah i kind of agree with both of what y'all said like you have to remember like these are kids they just came off a massive win probably the biggest i know they they won last year versus lsu but this one was significantly bigger it was in the state of florida it was a top 10 matchup and that meant a lot to them. So I think they're going to be a little groggy. I think they're going to obviously beat Southern Miss, but it feels like a like what like a 34 to like seven, something like that. Like, you know, 34 10, like around there. Yeah. All right. We want to go down to New Orleans. Let's do it. Who wants yes, to kick uh, us off? Um <clears throat> I think this line, um, like, yeah, Will, you go first. Let's let Will talk. This game's not even going to be close. Tulane is getting – this isn't even me, like, removing, even though I'm wearing an old Miss shirt. Just think <laughs> of me as solely as a Michigan fan, and, like, I have no affiliation to Ole Miss, okay? Let's just remove – okay. Like, did you not watch that South Owl game? That Sunbelt defensive line was getting pressure. It was bullying. Like, I mean, they were bullying that offensive line. Pratt was getting dinged up. Tulane does not have the secondary to handle the SEC speed at receivers. They're going to sell player. out for Clemson. Ole Miss is going to be able to write their score in the box. Like, even two years ago, the same quarterback played Ole Miss. Ole Miss beat him 61-21. to 21. He's got a little bit more experience. He has a little bit more, sure, okay. But this Ole Miss team, I think, is more talented than that Ole Miss team, too. So, let injuries cook. Injuries, Tulane's leading tacklers out. Ole Miss is going to write the score that they want. Tulane will still – I I love the over in this game because Ole Miss will write the score they want, and Tulane can at least do something. And Yeah. Yeah, I'll piggyback what if you said – I think Ole Miss theoretically, like last week, in an essence, could write whatever score they want. I think that Ole Miss is going to be in control of this game the entire time, but I think that they know that they have, you know, an ACC team who is mediocre and then a massive game the following weeks. So they don't want to put a bunch of tough on. They don't want to put a bunch of stuff on film. I think it's going to be a very vanilla offense. 
and they're going to put up points and they're going to kind of relax. Think on the same side, the defense is going to be fine. Tulane's going to get them a couple times. So I like 48 21 Ole Miss. I'll disagree with one piece of that. I think we are absolutely more worried about Tulane than we are Georgia Tech. Yeah, and that's fair. Um, I, and I don't. Yeah, I, oh yeah, Tulane. I, yeah, Tulane, I, Tulane Tulane's better than Georgia Tech. Tulane yeah, I, Georgia Tech. Yeah, and and I think we're gonna throw the book at them on offense. I don't think we'll we'll hide much. Um, but I'm gonna agree with what Will said on a lot of things. One. On the defensive side of the ball for Tulane, they lost their leading player, their linebacker, their yep. one guy that probably could have made a like a force in the run game. Their secondary is not very good. I think our offense, we didn't have any red flags on offense no. last week against Mercer. Obviously an inferior opponent, but I think it's probably the most complete offense we've had under the Kiffin era. And I'm excited to watch it all year. I feel very good about that. And they do some things that you're like, mm, that's nice. On the other side of the ball, it's exactly what Will said. I went back and watched the game on YouTube. Like Tulane got popped at the line of scrimmage all night. I do not think they will be – I don't think they can stop us, and I don't think they can score enough to make it a game. I I have them – I could see them scoring anywhere from two touchdowns to 28 points, but I just don't think it's going to be enough. I think we're going to be in the 50s. Yeah. Um, I actually think it's going to be a little closer than y'all <laughs> because I'm not – I don't know what – like almost looked – improved on defense but it was mercer they had some guys get open on uh, against our secondary and they had a couple of drop passes um so there were some spots and we looked a little bit we got pressure on the quarterback but then we couldn't get to him so i'm hoping that pratt's injury will will help him be uh slow down a little bit um but we definitely I, you know we dominated line of scrimmage but then the quarterback would get out of the pocket and our guys weren't fast enough to catch him our defensive lineman so that's a little bit of a concern for me. Um, I think Ole Miss covers the seven ultimately. I think it's more like the Tulane USC game last season, but I don't think Ole Miss blows it like USC did uh, in the Cotton Bowl. Um, I think Ole Miss covers the seven. I think they win. Uh, I think Tulane will score 28 points for sure. I think Ole Miss will be in the 40s. I think Tulane will get four touchdowns. I hope I'm wrong. I hope our defense shuts them out. I think they but, get three. I think they'll get – I think two of them will get in the end zone four times. Cool. I'd like to see Ole Miss may run the ball more this week and slow the game down a little bit too. Yeah, we'll see. I mean – barely ran it last week. Barely. I think they just took what Mercer gave them too, though. Yeah. So I do Which think Ole Miss is dynamic enough now that probably they weren't last season where they can do both. If you sell out against the run – we can pass. If you try to defend the pass, we're going to run the football. Um, so, yeah. yeah. I don't, I I don't mean, think the plan will get any stops against us. The one thing that gets me excited about Ole Miss football is the fact that we played like we did and our starting tight end won't be here for another two weeks. Yeah. That, that gets me pumped. But let's move on. This next game is a, like, really good game. In my opinion, Illinois at Kansas. Um, Kansas love their quarterback, Jaden Daniels. No, is that his name? What's his what's his first name? Jalen. Jalen. Yeah. I 
LSU quarterback. Jalen is better than Jay. Very similar names. Yeah, very similar, yeah, very, names. very similar names. I he, I mean, I think everyone loved his story last year. Super cool kid. Um, mm-hmm. They played a nobody last week. It was like Missouri State kicked their tail. Um, Illinois had a tough game last week. Um, former Ole Miss quarterback leading the way. You know what you're getting it with a Brett Bielema team, though. Pretty solid defense. Likes to play big boy football. I'm really excited just to see how Illinois' defense handles Kansas's offense. That's the story of this game. I think Will, not to steal your line, but from my point of view, you could flip a coin and figure out who wins this one. Like I, I, I'm gonna pick Illinois though, just because I want Luke to do do well. That's what I'm saying too. Yeah, I, I think in this game you have a good offense, a meh offense, a bad defense, and an elite defense. So I'm going to pick the team with the elite unit, and that's Illinois' defense. Um, but you could convince me anyway. This game's at Kansas. They're wearing these cool all-black uh, throwback uniforms to, like, their 1942 bird. Um, I love the bird logo. But, um, yeah, Illinois struggled against Toledo, but Toledo was widely p- picked as, like, um, the MAC like runaway champion this year. Like some people think that they could play the like they could play their way in a New Year's six bowl. They could go 12 and one. So like Ty said, you could flip a coin. I took Illinois. Um I'm on Kansas now. Good def- good offense, really good offense, boarding on elite with really good boarding on elite scheme. They scheme guys open. Uh, you know, I, I watched multiple Kansas games last year. I was super impressed with their offense. I'm going to hope their defense has improved. Either way, I was not impressed with Illinois the bit of the game that I watched. They started off slow, um, and, and they just didn't look over impressive to me. They, I test my eye test. I, they didn't quite pass. I would say um, I'm on Kansas to cover three points here at home. I think Kansas is a better overall team. Kansas definitely has the better quarterback. No offense to Luke, but yeah, yeah. Like I said, I'm going to go with the elite defense. All right, moving forward, we have Vandy at Wake. Wake battle in the brains. Uh, Wake Forest getting as a ten point favorite over Vanderbilt. Uh, Will, you already have your pick written down. You want to tell us your um your insight? Yeah, when a college team and a high school team play on the same field, the college team's going to win. So give me Wake Forest. I'm also taking Wake Forest. And I know I, mean, I don't know I mean, anything about on. Wake Forest, but Vandy's really bad. So I believe the uh the halftime score, the Alabama A&M uh uh Vandy game was 12 to 3, and it was 5 to 3 very late into it. And Alabama AM's a pretty bad swack team. Vandy's struggling this year. I feel bad for AJ Swan. Yeah, you and then moving on, not much really to talk about Vandy anyway. No, none of us have any insight. Uh Utah seven and a half at Baylor. Um Baylor got embarrassed. By Texas State. That was ugly. 
Um, and this is a little bit confusing because Utah looked good. Utah's on more rest, um, coming off a good win. They're saying, you know, you never know when a quarterback's going to come back. Uh, I mean, I mean, I think Utah is going to beat Baylor. I mean, I don't really have any reason to believe otherwise. Yeah, I actually, I, I, I actually agree with you. The only thing that would pick, like, give me to pick Baylor on this is like the belief that Dave Aranda is a great coach and maybe he gets them fired up after yeah. an embarrassing loss. But I think Whittingham at Utah is a better coach. Um, I think they're going to win the game. Yep. And I think I'm they like, actually cover. No, I think Utah covers a seven and a half. Yeah, this line's weird to me, which makes me think it's bait. And so maybe Baylor's actually the pick here. But I like Baylor to not cover and Utah covers. Yeah, this is a classic overreaction game, in my opinion. Yeah, and that's always the, fair. The Everybody saw Baylor lost to Texas State. Uh, Utah beat Florida. Um, a bad Florida team. And, I mean, this game's at 11 a.m. This game's in Waco. I'm not saying Baylor wins, but this game is going to be very tight. Both teams – I don't think Cam Rising is playing. Am I am I right in that? Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, um, probably not, but they haven't necessarily ruled him out. I mean, now, Shapin is out. Of action. They're, they're getting hammered on bet percentage and money percentage. Um. Yeah, and Shapin is out for Baylor, I'm pretty sure, too. So both starting quarterbacks are out. 11 a.m. game, sleepy game. Give me the drunk chaos kind of, I don't know. It's going to be a very good game. Cool. All right, y'all want to do Nebraska plus three at Colorado? Let's do it. Colorado is going to have their day of reckoning. I do not think it's Saturday. I think they're going to win the ball game. Um, I just like even with how poor of a defense Colorado has, there was nothing about Nebraska's offense that inspired me. Yeah. Um, last week, and I think they win in a shootout. It's going to be similar to what it was last week. I think I think both teams are going to score, but I think that Nebraska's quarterback makes more mistakes than Sanders does at the end, and Colorado wins. Colorado covers two, the three. I don't yeah. think, I don't think uh, Colorado could stop a nosebleed. I think that this is going to be a ball control game. People, Nebraska had that game won. They were up the entire game. They pretty much controlled that game at the line of scrimmage. And I just think that they're going to run the ball at will and keep Colorado off the field. Go, Bill. Uh, I think, yeah, I, I think uh, – Wild Mina. I'm, I'm taking everyone's on Colorado. It makes me nervous. But, I, I mean, I'm not touching this game. But, uh, with any real action, but Colorado actually looked like a good football team. Nebraska really didn't. Nebraska plays real defense, though, but I, I don't know. I, I just can't bring myself to pick Nebraska after what I watched from them last Thursday. Yeah, I agree. Y'all want, right. want to move down to Texas A&M and Miami? Yeah. <laughs> what you think, Addy? I think Texas A&M is just the better team. I think they go to Miami. 
Yeah, I actually think they win big here. Like, it's not relatively close. I I think, again, it's what I said at the beginning of the pod. I think AM's legit. Yeah, I also think so. Um, I, I just think they're, they're the better team. They have more talent. Only okay. thing is, some of these sometimes these games can get the quirky and four and a half is a funny number. Can Miami keep it close at home? Play good enough defense to keep it close. This is where we'll really see the Texas AM. Yeah. Off. That's fair. This is where we're really going to see it. So I, I'm not touching this game with any action because my jury is still out on AM. But I'm, I mean, like I've said, I've, I'm, I'm yeah. higher than. than you know, but I, I want to see him against a real opponent. For sure. I there agree. People in the chat saying Miami's going to beat AM. Okay. Good for them. All right. Texas AM wins this game by mm, 20 plus. Moving on. All right. We were shocked. We were shocked by Florida. A lot of people were shocked by Florida State LSU, ACC, SEC game. Get, yeah, uh, but okay. Florida State went ten and three last year. I know. He lost know. to MTSU by like what thirty. I'm just saying, strange oh. things happen. Hmm. I'm not as uh, I'm not as confident in A and M as as y'all. I think they win, and I would think that they cover here easily. But I'm not like, oh, it's a lock. Quick side note to Miami: Did anyone see the? So the build up to their game last week, they played Miami, Ohio. And the week, the week before the game, someone from the school newspaper asked the Miami, Ohio quarterback who the real Miami was. And like, not even joking, like dead serious. He was like, us, we're the real Miami. And then been around they, longer. they scored a whopping three points on Saturday, lost 38 to three. You, I just, you know, that game has a, has a name. Yeah, what is it? The Confusion Bowl. <laughs> confusion really? Bowl. Yeah, look it up. Learn something new. Um, mm-hmm. Read a book. Miami um, leads. Miami leads the series. Miami, Florida leads the series four zero. If you were curious. All right, let's uh, let's end the night with two games. Um, let's start with a game out on the West Coast. Yeah. Um, Hugh Freeze leading the Auburn Tigers, finally getting his game at the University of California. <laughs> um, didn't didn't get to make it to the last one he was going to coach. Um, Tigers are getting six and a half points. Um, what do we think? If this line gets to seven, I'm going to play Cal. Um, I, I was it was at seven, and I was hoping it was going to move to seven and a half and move the other way. If it goes back to seven, I'm definitely going to play it. I might have Cal in a teaser. The game starts at 9.30 Central Time. Yeah. So Auburn first half is probably going to be a play. Um, and to be fair, though, we do know Hugh does some of his best calls late at night. So that could be <laughs> an interesting opportunity for the Tigers. I'm, gonna, I'm probably going to play Auburn first half, but I'm probably going to end up playing Kyle in for the game. So I, I think it's just going to be too long. Auburn traveling to the West Coast late night game. Um, I just I don't I don't think in the second half they're going to be. And Kyle didn't look bad. People thought uh, North Texas might beat Kyle, and Kyle uh, went down there and dominated them. That would be me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, no. I you mean, you weren't the only one, Will. You weren't the only one. 
I had I could give some, you know, sound football reasoning behind my picks with this, but pretty much I'm just gonna pick against Auburn all year. So Cal wins outright. Well, we have someone in the chat who says Auburn's gonna go eleven and one. It's the same person that said Miami will be A and M. Oh, it's Max. Cool. Um, anyways. Um, I so I think Auburn wins the football game, all yeah. jokes aside. Um, I did see a great piece of advice today. If you are like me and want to enjoy Auburn football this year, bet for Auburn to win. So when they win, you win money. When they lose, you get the joy of Hugh Freeze losing. That's um, a good point. It's, it's, it's a win-win every single weekend. So um, if I was betting, that's what I would do. Um but yeah, I, I don't think California is going to be that good. The one interesting thing about Auburn, when I kind of went back and saw the highlights of their game, kind of a big win, but Robbie Ashford scored three touchdowns in that yeah. game. Um, they split a decent amount of time, and he can run the football, and he doesn't have a terrible arm. I'm still really interested to see what they do at quarterback. Um, I'm just kind of curious there. but Yeah, I think Auburn wins – I think that, you know, since it's going to be so late and it's going to be, you know, past Auburn's bedtime, essentially, not really, but you know what I mean? I think it's going to, they're going to be groggy towards the end. So I think Cal covers a backdoor cover, but Auburn still wins. Um, all right. Game of the week. Game of the week. Texas is traveling to Tuscaloosa to play Alabama as a seven point underdog. This was a great game last year. Um, Very weird game. It was tough seeing uh, Texas's star quarterback go out. He's back this year. Um, Yeah. Over unders 54 and a half. I really want to take Texas, but I think Bama is going to cover the seven point spread in this game. I think Bama wins. Yeah, I just can't pick against Nick Saban at yep. home early in the season. You see teams come in there with hype early in the season all the time, and they kill them. Yeah, so, and, like, Quinn, Quinn Ewers looks great at times, and then he looks lost at times. So, like, yeah. there's not much consistency there. I'm staying away from it. I'm not playing it. But uh, if someone, you know, was about to hang me or make me walk a plank or something, I would take Alabama. I like um, Texas to cover, but I don't know who's going to win this game. Could be end up being a one point game like last year. But yeah, yeah. last year, last year made me game. really nervous. Um, Texas is taking eighty two percent of the money, while Bama's taking fifty nine percent of the bets. I mean, yeah. So Texas is uh, the money people, professionals like Texas to cover here. I mean, like last year makes me nervous. And it's it's just funny. There there could be this is a little bit of a stretch, but there could be some history here. A former Saban coordinator played him extremely well at home in year one, and then got his teeth kicked in year two in Tuscaloosa. Mm. Um, we are familiar with that scenario. I think yeah. something similar is going to happen this year. Yeah. I think. Alabama has flaws. I think it'll be, I don't think, I think, I think it'll be a decently close game, but I think they pull away um, in the second half. Um, also, if anyone has an extra ticket um, to the game, my one request is that you do not give it to William Galloway. <laughs> um, I'll buy it from you. Um, or I'll give go. You, 
or give you a yeah i will go but i'm gonna wear burn orange um so keep that in mind you should just Listeners buy the pot. Like, like a normal person it's a very fair point i'll rest my case there i could keep going uh ty i like the history lesson uh i tend to to agree with that um if texas loses this game i think it's their only loss yeah. agreed yep unless they slip up to oklahoma who uh looked good but we didn't pick that game but smu is going to cover that line 15 so texas yeah. last week against uh, arkansas state um where butch jones cried on the sideline uh, oklahoma only <laughs> did only so 95% of possible yards. If you are the athletic director of Arkansas State, Jones does not make it on the bus. You have to fire him immediately. You fire him immediately. That is that's he needs to go back and get 20 more years under Saban. Isn't he like that, 10 and 20 as their head coach or something? Pretty bad. Or yeah. I mean, that type of deal almost makes you feel bad for Tennessee fans. Like I, almost, yeah. oh, almost, not really, but almost. Like it's he like right of, on the edge. He had one, two decent years at Tennessee. They won eight games. Yep, but they were the yeah. champions of life. You can't forget that. Yeah, they beat George on the Hail Mary. They did. That was embarrassing. Um. All right, awesome weekend slate of football games. It'll be really fun to recap next week. Um, I'm about to go to bed though. We're going to learn a lot more. We have four we last thing things. Lock of the week. Hold on. Teaser of the week. I need a oh. teaser. You do. Lock I don't have a teaser. So you got I don't it. have one either. I'm staying in Mississippi. Teaser of the week. Ole Miss minus one, one and a half, whatever you have it for. Six point teaser. Ole Miss minus one or one and a half. And then now Mississippi State all the way down to two and a half or three. Uh, I think it's at two and a half now if you can get it there. So Ole Miss uh, minus one, A&M minus two and a half, six-point teaser. I love it. Love it. Okay. I don't have one. I have a couple locks that I like a lot. Uh, first one I like is Notre Dame to getting as a seven-and-a-half-point favorite uh, versus NC State. NC State did not look that great last week. I believe they played UConn. Um, yeah, and Notre Dame looked pretty good. So I like Notre Dame. And then also, Tulsa is getting 34 and a half versus Washington. Tulsa is 11 and three in their last power five games um, covering the spread. So I love Tulsa plus 34 and a half, too. New, co- new coach this year, though. New coach. So, I know. Different staff. Different staff. Um, I'm still taking my, it. My lock of the week is Iowa versus Iowa State, the under. Um, that is 36 or 36 and a half. You yeah. stole my thing. <laughs> lock it. <laughs> no brainer lock. I did. I, my, I what I typed out under. We have a two sections down. Favorite over under. I just said I don't have it. I just said whatever Iowa Iowa State is. I believe it's thirty six and a half. Under. If it was twenty six and a half, under. I don't care. It the final score last year was ten to seven. Yeah. Yeah. Lock of the week for me was Aggie four and a half against Miami. And then Wake Forest against the high school team. Yeah, I like the Wake Forest pick. Um, I've got Florida Atlantic traveling up to the Ohio Bobcats. And this is where he tries to sound smart. 
covering three and a half easily. <laughs> Have wow. you bet it? Uh, I'm going to. It's not available until the game day. Okay. Uh, I'll be I'll be playing this for sure. FAU minus three and a half at Ohio. Casey Thompson and FAU are just the better team. Cool. Okay. Yeah, Wrong team favored. Maybe I read this wrong, but I saw something on my – I don't use your fancy sports apps like y'all do. I have the, uh, the, the, the nice CBS sports app, and it said Northwestern was a one-and-a-half-point dog at home against Texas El Paso. Yes. That's <laughs> an overreaction. Texas El Paso has a really good team this year. Uh-huh. Yeah, they lost to Jacksonville State. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's Rich Rod's team. Okay. Yeah, exactly. They North- saw <laughs> Northwestern is very, very, very bad, but they're not that bad. They saw the Jacksonville tight end coach house 17 hot dogs before the game and just couldn't get off the bus. You just you think the line's wrong, Will. You think UTEP should be a bigger favorite? I think Northwestern should be favored. Oh, okay. You actually you think Northwestern should be favored? Okay. Yes, I I agree with most of these. I I would favor Colorado over Nebraska. Well, this is wrong team favored. Oh, okay. Well, or if you just think a line's way off. True. None none stood out to me this week. No, I, I'm yeah, I'm looking at the board to review right now, and yeah. I don't really see any. There wasn't anything. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing stood stood out to me this week where I thought wrong team favored or there was a line that should have been drastically different. I do have an underdog pick that intrigues me though. Um, I really am thinking about Boise State plus three and a half. They're getting three and a half. Um, UCF's coming to Boise, and Central Florida is a good team. You know they. They did a show last week. John Rice Plumley's the quarterback. Boise State still projected to win the Mountain West. They're a good team. I know they lost last week. They broke my heart um, financially, obviously. But I think they win this game at home versus UCF. Yeah, UCF is not Washington. Uh, and last year, UCF and Gus Malzahn were really bad on the road, uh, especially John Rice Plumley was horrific on the road. But I don't know. I feel like this UCF team is going to be a little better. Underdog pick for me, in-state game, James Madison goes to Charlottesville and beats UVA. UVA is really bad. A very an elite – a very good Sun Belt team against a very bad ACC team. This I feel like it's kind of obvious. I almost did this as my wrong team favorite, but – yeah, it's hard. Line, kind of it's fun. hard to dog on UVA considering everything that's happened, but that does yep. not seem like a complete football team. It doesn't. That's a good pick, Will. I don't really have one. Will James Madison's favored? No, my thing said Virginia's favored by six. No, Virginia's an underdog. <laughs> I knew it was too good to be true. That's why I was so confused. I was, Hold on, no. That that's can't. the one I would say. I would say Virginia uh, to underdog outright possibly would be the best option, but I like Southern Miss as an underdog to cover. Yep. So that's underdog to cover, definitely Southern. I would play Virginia. 
If I was going to do one Virginia money line. I mean, surely Virginia is better than James Madison. James Madison was ranked at one point last year. They're not. Well, that's my point. What do I know? I'm pretty sure they started out like 6-0. and I love how Will just looked at the line wrong. I did. He needs to learn the fancy sports app before he can do anything. He needs to learn. I guess he needs to learn what the negative and the plus stand for. You don't know what that means. I I just read it wrong. I know (laughs) what that means. So a minus means they are the favorite. Okay. 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 Um, I will change mine because I see another one. I will stay in in state. Purdue over Virginia Tech. I like that. I like that. I saw that one. I do like that one. I like that. Overreaction to Fresno. Virginia Tech. You know what to do. Any parting thoughts? Uh, no, I think, I think I'm good. Y'all good? Excited to see everyone this weekend. Yep. Thank you, Carter. Mm.